Hello, my name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Percy Jackson and the Last Olympian, Chapter 6. My cookies get scorched. I don't recommend shadow travel if you're scared of the dark, cold shivers up your spine, strange noises, or going so fast you feel like your face is peeling off. In other words, I thought it was awesome. One minute in, I couldn't see anything. I could only feel Mrs. O'Leary's fur and my fingers wrapped around her bronze links of her doll collar. The next minute, the shadows melted into a new scene. We were on a cliff in the woods of Connecticut. At least it looked like Connecticut from the few times I'd been there. Lots of trees, long stone walls, big houses. On one side of the cliff, a highway cut through a ravine. Down the other side was someone's backyard. The property was huge, more wilderness than lawn. The house was white, more world, um, colonial-style two-story. Despite the fact that it was right on the other side of the hill from the highway, I felt like it was in the middle of nowhere. I could see a light glowing in the kitchen windows, a rusty old swig, swing set under an apple tree. I couldn't imagine living in a house like this with an actual backyard and everything. I'd lived in a tiny apartment or a school dorm my entire life. If it, this was Luke's home, I wondered why he'd ever wanted to leave. Mrs. O'Leary staggered. I remember what Nico had said about Shadow traveling draining her, so I slip, slipped off her back. Next, she let out a huge toothy yawn that would have scared any, a T-Rex, then turned a circle and flopped down so hard the ground shook. Nico appeared right next to me like the shadows had darkened and created him. He stumbled, but I caught his arm. I'm okay, he managed, rubbing his eyes. How do you do that? Practice. A few times running into walls. A few accidental trips to China. Mrs. O'Leary started snoring. If it hadn't been for the road, the roar of traffic behind us, I'm sure she would have woken up the whole entire neighborhood. Are you going to take a nap too? I asked Nico. He shook his head. First time shadow traveled. The first time I shadow traveled, I passed out for a week. Now it just makes me a little drowsy. But I can't mo- do it more than once or twice a night. Mrs. O'Leary won't be going anywhere for a while. So we've got quality t- quality time in Connecticut. I gazed at the white colonial-style house. What now? We ring the doorbell, Nico said. If I were Luke's mom, I would not have opened my door at night for two strange kids. But I wasn't anything like Luke's mom. I knew that... I knew that even before we reached the front door. The sidewalk was lined with those little stuffed beanbag animals you see in gift shops. They were miniature lions, pigs, dragons, hydras, even a teeny minotaur in a little minotaur diaper. Judging from their sad shape, the beanbag creatures had been sitting out there for here a long time, since the snow melted last spring at least. One of the hydras had three sad uh, tree saplings, sprouting between its necks. The front porch was infested in wild chims. Shiny bits of glass and metal clinked in the breeze. Brass ribbons twinkled like water and made me realize I needed to use the bathroom. I didn't know how Mrs. Castellan could stand all the noise. The front door was painted turquoise. The name Castellan was written in English and below in Greek. And there's some Greek symbols, but I am not Greek. So, Nico looked at me. Ready? He barely tapped the door when it swung open. Luke! The old lady cried happily. She looked like someone who enjoyed sticking her fingers in electrical sockets. Her white hair stuck out in tufts all over her head. Her pink house dress 
was covered in scorch marks and smears of ash. When she smiled, her face looked unnaturally stretched, and the high-voltage light in her eyes made me wonder if she were blind. Oh, my dear boy, she hugged Nico. I was trying to figure out why she thought Nico was Luke. Then they looked nothing alike. When she smiled at me and said, Luke! She forgot all about Nico and gave me a hug. She smelled like burnt cookies. She was thin as a scarecrow, but that didn't stop her from almost crushing me. Come in, she insisted. I have your lunch ready. She ushered us inside. The living room was even weirder than the front lawn. Mirrors and candles filled every available space. I couldn't look anywhere without seeing my own reflection. Above the mantel, little bronze Hermes flew around the second hand of the ticking clock. I tried to imagine the god of messenger ever falling in love with this old woman, but the idea was too bizarre. Then I noticed the framed picture on the mantel, and I froze. It was exactly like Rachel's sketch. Luke, around nine years old, with blonde hair and a big smile, and two missing teeth. The lack of a scar on his face made him look like a different person. Carefree and happy. Now, how could Rachel have known about that picture? This way, my dear, Mrs. Castell- Miss Castellan steered me to the back of the house. Oh, I told them you would come back. I knew it. She sat down at the kitchen table. Stacked on the counter were hundreds, I mean hundreds, of Tupperware boxes with peanut butter and jam sandwiches inside. The ones at the bottom were green and fuzzy, like they'd been there a long time. The smell reminded me of the sixth grade locker, and that's not a good thing. On top of the oven was a stack of cookie sheets. Each one had a dozen burnt cookies on it. In the sink was a mountain of empty plastic Kool-Aid pitchers. A beanbag Medusa sat on the faucet like she was guarding the mess. Mrs. Castell, Miss Castellan started humming as she got out peanut butter and jam and started making a new sandwich. Something was burning in the oven. I got the feeling more cookies were on the way. Above the sink, taped all around the window, were dozens of little pictures cut out from magazines and newspaper ads. Pictures of a Hermes from various company logos. Pictures of the Caddies from medical ads. My heart sank. I wanted to get out of the room, but Miss Castellan kept smiling at me and made as she made the sandwich like she was making sure I didn't bolt. Nico coughed. Um, Miss Castellan? Mm. We need to ask you about your son. Oh, yes, they told me you would never come back, but I knew better. She patted my cheek affectionately, giving me peanut butter racing stripes. When did you last see him? Her eyes lost focus. He was so young when he left, she said wistfully. Third grade, that's too young to run away. He said he'd be back for lunch, and I waited. He likes peanut butter sandwiches and cookies and Kool-Aid. He'll be back for lunch very soon. Then she looked at me and smiled. Why, Luke, there you are. You look so handsome. You have your father's eyes. She turned towards the picture of Hermes above the sink. Now that's a, there's a good man. Yes, indeed. He comes to visit me, you know. The door, the claw kept ticking in the other room. I wiped the peanut butter off my face and looked at Nico pleadingly, like, can we get out here, out of here now? Ma'am, Nico said. What, uh, happened to your eyes? Her gaze seemed fractured, like she was trying to focus on him through a kaleidoscope. Why, Luke, you know the story. It was right before you were born, wasn't it? I'd always been special, able to see through the whatever they call it. The mist, I said. Yes, dear. She nodded encouragingly. And they offered me an important job. That's how special I was.
Uh, I glanced at Nico, but he looked as confused as I was. What sort of job, I asked. What happened? Mrs. Castellan frowned. Her knife hovered over the sandwich bread. Dear, it didn't work out. Did it? Your father warned me not to try. He said it was too dangerous, but I had to. It was my destiny. And now, I still can't get the images out of my head. They make everything so seem so fuzzy. Would you like some cookies? She pulled the tray uh, of the uh, out of the oven and dumped a dozen lumps of chocolate chip charcoal on my on the table. Luke was so kind, Mrs. Casella muttered. He left to protect me, you know. He said he, if he went away, the monsters wouldn't threaten me. But I told him the monsters are no threat. They sit outside on the sidewalk all day and never come in. She picked up the little stuffed Medusa from the windowsill. Do they, Mrs. Mrs. Medusa? No threat at all. She beamed at me. I'm so glad you came home. I knew you weren't ashamed of me. I shifted in my seat. Imagine being Luke, sitting at the table, eight or nine years old, and just being beginning to realize that my mother wasn't all there. Mrs. Castellan, I said. Mom, she corrected. Um, yeah. Have you seen Luke since he left home? Well, of course. I don't know if she was imagining that or not. For all I knew, every time the mailman came to the door, he was Luke. But Nico sat forwardly expect forward expectingly. When? he asked. When did Luke visit you last? Well, it was... Oh, goodness. A shadow passed across her face. The last time, he looked so different. A scar. A terrible scar. His voice was so full of pain. His eyes, I said. Were they gold? Gold? She blinked. No, how silly. Luke has blue eyes. Beautiful blue eyes. So Luke really had been here. And this had been before last summer. Before he turned into Kronos. Miss Castellan? Nico put his hand on the old woman's arm. This is very important. Did he ask you for anything? She frowned as if trying to remember. My, my blessing, isn't that sweet? She looked at us uncertainly. He said he was going to a river, and he was needing my blessing. I gave it to him. Of course I did. Nico looked at me triumphantly. Thank you, ma'am. That's all the information we... Mrs. Castellan gasped. She doubled over, and her cookie tree clattered to the floor. Nico and I jumped our feet. Miss Castellan? I said. Ah! She straightened. I scrambled away and almost fell over the kitchen table because of her eyes. They're glowing green. My child, she rasped in a much deeper voice, must protect him. Hermes, help. Not my child. Not his fate. No. She grabbed Nico by the shoulders and began to shake him as if he, she was trying to make him understand. Not his fate. Nico made a strangled scream and pushed her away. He gripped the hilt of his sword. Percy, we need to get out. Suddenly, Mrs. Castell, Ms. Castellan collapsed. I lurched forward and caught her before she hit the edge of the table. I managed to get her into a chair. Missy? I asked. She muttered something, incomprehensive, and shook her head. Goodness, I, I dropped the cookies. How silly of me. She blinked and her eyes were back to normal. Or, at least, what they had been before. The green glow was gone. Are you okay? I asked. Well, of course, dear. I'm fine. Why do you ask? I glanced at Nico, who mouthed the word. Who mouthed the word. Leave. Mrs. C. Miss C. You were telling us something? I said. Something about your son. Was I? She said dreamingly. Yes, his blue eyes. We're talking about his blue eyes. Such a handsome boy. We have to go, Nico said urgently. We'll tell Luke... Um, we'll tell him you said hello. But you can't leave, Mrs. Castellan 
Miss Costello and got shakily to her feet and backed away. I felt guilty about being scared of a frail old woman, woman, but the way her voice had changed, the way she grabbed Nico. Hermes will be here soon, she promised. He'll want to see his boy. Maybe next time, I said. Thank you for... I looked down at the burnt cookies and scattered on the floor. Thanks for everything. She tried to stop us, to offer us Kool-Aid, but I had to get out of that house. On the front porch, she grabbed my wrist and, and I she my wrist, and I almost jumped out of my skin. Luke, at least be safe. Promise me you'll be safe. I will, Mom. That made her smile. She released my wrist, and she closed the front door. I could hear her talking to the candles. You hear that? He'll be safe. I told you he would be. As the door shut, Nico and I ran. The little beanbag animals on the sidewalk seemed to grin at us when we passed. And that was as far as I'm going to read in this chapter for today. I'm sorry, but uh, I'm very tired today. Um, Yeah, I hopefully will understand. And um, yeah, and come back for the next episode in one week. Uh, yeah. Also, guys, I um, I just want to say we're uh, really close to 6,000 downloads. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. It means the world to me, guys. Every single day, multiple times, I go in and I look and I get so happy. And I go, yay! Thank you also for the extended recent support. You know who you are. Thank you a lot. Isaac.